0: Your cast, a six feet under retrospective. I'm your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my six feet undertakers, Moira and Des. Woohoo! <laughs> Someone's happy. better, that better. <sighs> that was awesome. And when there's really depressing episodes, Des gets cheerier.
1: Uh, and we
0: also are joined by my fellow funeral director, Steph. What do you say, Steph? Hello. That's good. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Glad to have now, you back. Steph,
2: Thank you, you, you for having me. me. Steph, you've watched the series before? Cause I thought you hadn't. No, I haven't. No. In fact, I have not watched the next episode. Okay, so she is not a funeral <sighs> director. She
3: is an undertaker. Edit, Robin. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Robin made boo boo. <laughs> well, it's well, rare, but it happens. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. It's not like him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy, yeah. I I say that now. You guys say that now, but uh, you know, during editing, I'm cursing at myself. You know, especially when I'm like apologizing to myself during editing. But <laughs> luckily, nobody else hears that kind of stuff. So uh, just
3: just the voices in your head. Just the voices.
0: <laughs> All right, so uh, I want to get into this episode, so you better get into this Darwin Award right away.
3: Oh no. oh, no. Did you see I made a I think I made a comment somewhere on Facebook or somewhere that I was kind of hoping you did not have a Darwin Award. There's for this. always a Darwin
0: Award. Oh! It is always okay. going to be somewhat related to this episode, and as I read, you will see how. Okay, so the Darwin Award uh, is sponsored by BluthCast. Uh, the uh, title for this week's Darwin Award is called A Breasted Development. And I say it's sponsored by BluthCast because <laughs> BluthCast is the uh, one of the newer intro casts that uh, talks about arrested development. So check them out. That's our, our friend Kelly Joe and friends. So this comes to us uh, from Augusta, Maine. Uh, the story is... Four people were injured in a string of bizarre accidents. Sherry Moller was admitted with a head wound caused by flying masonry. Tim Vegas was Vegas was diagnosed with, Vegas <laughs> was diagnosed with a mild case of whiplash, and contusions on his chest, arms, and face. Brian Cochran suffered torn gum tissue, and Pamela Klesik's first two fingers of her right hand had been bitten off. Ew. So, how'd this happen? <laughs> Moeller had just dropped her husband off for his first day of work, and in addition to a goodbye kiss, she flashed her breasts at him. I'm still not sure why I did it, she said later. I was really close to the car, so I didn't think anyone would see. Besides, it couldn't have been more for more than two seconds. However, cab driver Vegas did see. And lost control of his cab, (laughs) running over the (laughs) curb and into the corner of the Johnson Medical Building. Inside, Klesik, a dental technician, was cleaning Corcoran's teeth. The crash of the cab against the building made her jump, tearing (sighs) Corcoran's gums with a cleaning pick. In shock, he bit down, severing two fingers from Klesik's hands. Outside, a piece of masonry from the crash into the medical building, cold cocked the pear-breasted molar. The lesson... When admiring a surprise flash of boobs, bring your vehicle to a full stop so you can fully take in the view. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, but I don't get how that relates to the, I mean, well, it doesn't relate to the death.
0: Vegas. Vegas. Tim, Vegas. Tim Vegas, Tim Vegas the city. Was The trip okay. to Vegas. I was
2: for something that related more to the story. Yeah.
0: Well, there aren't any funny dead baby stories, Dez. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: Never there's heard a shocker.
0: Jesus. Please.
2: Are funny dead baby jokes. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Um, I know lots of them. But when this episode opened, the first thing I said was, Oh, please don't be a dead baby. <laughs> yeah, I was like, No, no, no. Especially after the six year old, I can't
4: no, no, no. I was please. hoping
2: maybe it was going to be one of the parents, but no. <laughs> yeah, dead I was.
1: Baby fucking mm-hmm.
2: debate and the baby's name was the same as my brother's name spelled the same way because yeah. you don't see dylan spelled that way that often these days it's usually like bob dylan with the d-y-l-a-n mm-hmm. so that was kind of
0: that's the correct uh. way to spell it well how but like bob dylan
2: no that's not the correct way to spell it it's true it. The correct way to spell it is d-i-l-l-o-n like matt dylan spells it yeah that's, that's, that's a last
0: name was. spelling so no, my son's name is the last spelling. name. Dylan from nine hundred two one zero spelled it the right way.
2: Yeah, but he's lame. <laughs> he's not lame.
0: He's got sideburns too, just like who just just like oh, Scruffy is that Nate. Jason
2: Priestley. Was that Jason Priestley?
0: No, that's uh, Luke Perry. Oh.
2: Luke Perry. Mm-hmm. That's yeah,
3: his Luke name. I, I don't know who I don't, was in I uh,
0: know the uh, original movie for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, Missy,
3: which I love. <laughs> Which of course gets us back to our friend Stephanie, who is on Potential Cast. Well done, (laughs) excellent, excellent.
0: It's
2: in a circle around.
0: So I gotta say, this is the absolute worst time in the world for me to watch this episode. Um, Yes, (laughs) yes. I gotta say, the
2: whole episode, not just the baby at the beginning, but also with. Rico's wife and the whole baby thing, that must have really not been fun for you to watch too. Uh, because yeah. for our
3: listeners who don't know, Robin has a new baby due literally in four days.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. um, I mean, I mean, the the stuff with uh, Rico and Vanessa in this episode was, you know, I could understand, you know, it's, it was very emotional and, um, and everything. But the first few minutes of this episode, the opening teaser, um, it's a very very affecting shot the the only episode not to show the face of the deceased in the opening teaser um it's from the baby's point of view and we see that you know the father's like worrying about it and the mother's like it's okay everything's gonna be all right you know it's just you know it's just you know I've, i honestly I fast forwarded through it so if there's some bits of dialogue in this scene <laughs> but she sits down and starts singing to him. And um, you could see oh. from the point of view as the baby, um, you know, leaves this world. So, oh gosh, I had the
3: same reaction as Stephanie. I just, as soon as they were showing it from the baby's perspective, I thought, oh no, please, 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 no, 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 no.
2: Yeah, me too. Yeah. I was
5: anyway.
2: hoping that when the mom sat down in the chair next to the crib, that maybe she was gonna die in her sleep. <laughs> 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 just that it wouldn't be the
0: baby, you know?
3: Oh. Uh, oh. Damn it. Okay, well. <sighs>
0: All right, we're gonna get past this. Okay, so um, next scene: Jim kicks his one-night stand. Oh, wait, out. A minute, we
3: haven't—we have Whoa. not read the um, summary. Oh, well, that's what happens <laughs> got...
0: when people just wow, r- wow. go I, right I from know. one segment to another without uh, know. You know, proper okay. distinction. Sorry. Take Futurabi. a
3: pause, and I'll just do it, and you can stick it where you want to put it.
0: <laughs> Heard that before. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, we ready? <laughs> All right, season one, episode 11, The Trip. David takes a break from a series of casual sex relationships, but not for long, to attend a funeral director's conference in Las Vegas, where he will speak on the role of the independents, a challenge as he expects to face the suits from Croner, Joined by Nate and Brenda, who is trying to avoid her increasingly psychotic brother, Billy, the trip promises to be exciting, fun-filled, and an arresting, in air quotes, experience for one of them. Rico has rejoined the firm and faces a tough emotional challenge with his first client. Ruth digs deep to make her flower arranging less funereal. Claire finds out why Gabe has disappeared. Written by Rick Cleveland and directed by Michael Angler. Excellent. Thanks, Dad.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> you know, nobody knows what she's talking about. Listen to the episode of Media Junkyard called "Raw Bananigans." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Although I was not identified in the episode
3: Nobody knows <laughs> Oh,
2: I think everybody yeah. knows yeah. <laughs> You have a distinctive Canadian accent there I find that
3: so funny I never think I have the accent I always think you guys have the accent <laughs> <It's your fault.
0: laughs> Wow uh, Alright, so uh, So we, we, we got past the teaser <clears throat> Anyway So Jim Jim's kicking his one night stand out and uh, as the guy's walking out, he's all upset. He's lights a cigarette and he's tying his boots. And there's Ruth, who is uh, clued into David's sexuality and starts having this uh, <laughs> a thought of David being like tied up in this <laughs> S&M thing. And Oh, uh... yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, Steph loves it. <laughs> right, Steph? Steph likes torture and stuff like yeah. that.
1: Not that
0: far. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just like watching it on
4: TV. I don't like really like it.
0: <laughs> just say, can we just say if Angel was beating David, would that be different for you, or just plain weird? <laughs> <laughs> that
4: would be weird.
0: <laughs> so uh, the. Uh- the guy that gets st- stood up or gets sent sent away uh gets a cold shoulder from uh Ruth and all as well as a cold hosing uh, <laughs> when he tries to <laughs> say hi
1: that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you've
0: ho- you've had to hose people off
2: i have oh. well i didn't have to but i did ooh yeah it was people visiting in your home kind of mm. my um my ex-husband uh used to <laughs> He had a real issue with going out and drinking and spending money and not telling me, and he was never home. He was always out drinking at the bar, and he went with my cousin one time, and, uh... He didn't get home till like four in the morning, and I was pissed off because he didn't tell me he was going out. He didn't tell me he was spending this money, and so in the morning, I got out. My husband's in bed. No problem. Well, I go out in the backyard, and my cousin had passed out in the yard, (laughs) and I was pissed at him because, (laughs) you know, he took my husband out drinking when he was supposed to be doing other things, so I pulled out the hose and hosed his ass down. He was pissed. (laughs)
0: It's okay, Moira. I got this one. You hoser. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Gee, thanks Robin <laughs>
0: <laughs> So uh, David, David comes out And he's all ready for the day And uh, he, he gets a little bit of the cold shoulder From Ruth who hasn't fully recovered From her own weird fantasies uh, <laughs> Or daydreams I don't want to call it fantasies That would be icky uh, So um, we go to Brenda and Nate uh, Waking up to uh, Billy's lovely voice Telling her to pick up the phone
2: can I just say that Nate should always be shirtless in the show? <laughs> always, he doesn't ever need to wear a shirt.
3: Let's take a vote on that, Steph. How do you vote? I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay, but he so needs it's shave those
2: terrible sideburns though. No, there, I'm okay bad. with those. But there was a distinct lack of scruff in this episode, which really disappointed me. Scruff watch. Yes, <laughs> um, Robin, you didn't weigh in on your your uh, feelings, shirtless or not.
0: Um. Hmm. Uh. Yeah. Well, Nate shirtless. Uh. Now nah, I could do without that. But uh, on uh, the uh, strip club scene, I was pretty. I would pr- pretty much be acting like David in that scene. So that was not the not question. not the after the before drinking beer and air drumming.
3: <laughs> well, I, I, hold know. on. <laughs> Wait, when we get to that scene, I'm going to get you to clarify that.
0: <laughs> I, that's <all> I did. <laughs> we'll get back to that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh But nice. you have
2: been overruled, three to one, so yes, Nate one. needs to be shirtless from that one.
0: Okay. Yes. I,
2: all right. Make oh. it happen.
3: Make it happen. And, and okay. I have to say, Robin, I must thank you for the <laughs> AAC'd pictures, and I think it was the last uh, aired podcast that had many, many, many features of, of Nate shirtless.
0: <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, ladies. Um, <laughs> I'm there for you. I'm telling you, as soon as there is, like, a, a bunch of bare breasts on the screen, going I'm going to AAC the heck out of that. Um, <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Everyone should be shirtless.
0: <laughs> Yay, shirtless <us> all around. <laughs> all right, moving on. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Nate says that uh, she needs to face Billy, um, and he tells her... That he's he's going with David to a funeral directors conference in Vegas, <laughs> and he's uh, looking forward to telling Gilardi they that they know he burned the house down, and David's actually filling in for their father's scheduled speech. Um. Okay.
4: Uh, why did Gilardi burn the house down? To
2: get the insurance money. Yeah. Okay. And basically, blame it on the fishers.
3: I think. I think to cast th- suspicion on the fishers exactly. it was more for that. Yeah. I think yeah. So. Okay. Because if they if they'd opened the uh, competitive business, that would have also been difficult for them. But I think he really wanted to make legal tro- trouble for them,
0: right. or was hoping to. I mean, they. I mean, both okay. both uh, Nate and and uh, Brenda were brought in for questioning and everything. So you mm-hmm. know, yeah. I mm-hmm. guess it didn't work out exactly as they planned. Um so David and Nate are counseling the young couple that uh the baby's the baby's mother and father and they clearly have Who are
2: the dumbest couple ever? <laughs> they're very young and clearly they are very, very naive, naive. And and, and, and maybe God said these people don't need to be parents. Oh,
1: <sighs> wow!
2: That's harsh. Yeah, That's a very controversial statement, right there. <laughs> Send your hate mail to
0: potentialcast@gmail.com.
2: They'll
0: just blend in with <laughs> all the you other stuff. So they oh.
4: needed a funeral for this baby. Say that like, again, sir. And, I mean, and really, they a- didn't. They didn't realize that,
2: that they were there to prepare a funeral. I think they were in shock. Yeah, yeah I think I so. I mean, seriously, if I lost my child, I'm pretty sure I would be good for nothing. Mm-hmm. Completely good for nothing.
3: I've had a, um, parents, uh, like in a hospital setting where they had a very late trimester miscarriage. And uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, the, you know, the baby looks like a perfectly normal baby. Anyway, and uh, initially, people will often say they don't even want to see the child. Mm-hmm. And we, we've yeah. learned we've learned over the years that you, um, you, you you, smile and you kind of accept that, but then you go back to them later and you let them know that if they wish to see the child, they can't. And inevitably, they all do. Yeah. But you're right. Initially, it's just yeah. so shocking. They can't process anything.
4: They need some time to process it.
3: Yeah. So I think they were oh trying gosh. to just, yeah. Sorry, I just trying to show that. The
4: worst thing I've ever seen. Scene, i'm sorry is uh, uh somebody had had a baby that died and they all took family pictures they dressed the baby and just it was oh it was just so bizarre where the family bizarre. was trying to they didn't know to smile or not or to oh it was oh it was terrible wow. that, just looking at that picture wow oh,
0: that's messed up that's yeah yeah that's bizarre <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we, we go to Rico who's looking over the baby and he assures David that he's up for it. And, um, I mean, this is, David usually takes care of the babies apparently after, um, Mm
5: -hmm.
0: after Julio was born. Um, so he says he's up to it while, while they're off on, on their Vegas vacation. Um, the hangover. (laughs) So, uh, awkwardness. Ruth walks into David's apartment. To see his suit hanging in the spot that she imagined he was strung <laughs> up in, <laughs> then she spots the condom wrapper and there's other things sitting around: beer bottles, uh, lube, lubricant. <laughs> <or cash>. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, uh, like empty beer bottles and just this open giant bottle of lube. It's uh, just really <laughs> obvious what's been going on here. <laughs> um, yeah, so. David uh, David realizes, uh, oh, gosh, uh, I better pick this stuff up. So he's, so he's trying to dangerously pick him up, and they're both kind of pretending. But she
4: wants to talk about it. Yeah. She wants to ask him, but he wants to talk
0: about it later when he gets back. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And Ruth, Ruth actually is kind of relieved at that. <laughs> like, oh, good, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the next scene, uh, Claire's calling Mrs. Demas, and she finds out that Gabe's in the hospital, and so she tears off. And then we go to the florist shop. Um, where Nikolai is mad at her lateness, and uh, especially mad about her flower arrangements. Every every arrangement looks like it's it, it should be at a funeral. <laughs> um, Robbie says there's been complaints, and Nikolai. Oh, hang on for a second.
3: And Robbie, right? He's precious. He's, he's like <laughs> yes, many complaints. He's so <laughs> happy that she's getting dissed, right? Because he's been jealous of her, uh, her, you know. Place, yeah. her usurping his place. Yeah,
0: I, I one of my favorite things about this episode and the next is that Robbie actually gets some lines. Robbie is definitely mm-hmm. a, a, a a fun character. Um, at a the saucy, place. yeah, a saucy <laughs> gay man. <laughs> yeah, um, so Nikolai tells her she's going to do register and register and the books, and Robbie's going to do the arrangements, and Ruth gets really upset because that's what she did for her husband at Fis- Fisher and Sons. So um, mm. the next scene, David wants David to out Gillardi in his speech. They're they're getting ready to go, and David says he's worried about some libel. And then it uproars Brenda in, in her truck, and she says that she's coming <laughs> along. So looks mm. like Brenda's trying to escape from her responsibilities and to <laughs> to to Billy or whatever. Well, she's trying to. I think she's trying to avoid the fact that she really needs to talk to him and.
1: Mm-hmm. Clear mm-hmm. things up or whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, the next scene, oh my god, is that a penis? Uh, Rico and <laughs> Vanessa at the ultrasound.
2: <laughs> I, I, I was like, wait a minute, I don't remember seeing a penis. Oh,
0: screen
3: cap, screen cap,
2: screen cap. Because
3: uh, <laughs> Dez would remember if there were a penis. Yeah. Hell
2: yes. <laughs> I would.
0: (laughs) Some of our audience are staring at their iPod right now going, "Um, no, that's a picture of uh, Rico and Vanessa.
3: (laughs) Hey, you guys, I have to say this was the worst medical explanation of preeclampsia I have ever heard.
0: Oh, please explain. It was
3: horrible. It was horrible.
2: What would you say for a layman?
3: for I would probably say it is a condition that comes on late in pregnancy, usually in first pregnancies, and you get high blood pressure and some liver function abnormalities, and it can... Endanger uh, the pregnancy, so we have to keep you off your feet. That's very important. We have to monitor you carefully. We're going to do exams of the baby every single week until you deliver. And if your blood pressure gets too high, the cure is a C-section and delivery. Because okay. when that couple left, that Vanessa left there, I don't think she understood whatsoever that she really no. had to go on full bed rest. Yeah.
2: No, I don't think so, she realized the severity. But I no. had it when I was pregnant with Skyler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had it too. My doctor How? told. My doctor put me on bed rest the last – it was the last, I think, two or three weeks before she was born. And they scheduled me to induce on my due date because my blood pressure towards the end there was getting really high. And they told me they were going to go ahead and induce because they really needed to deliver her before it got too bad. And so they tried all day. Nothing happened. And so the next day they scheduled me for a C-section. But my mm-hmm. doctor explained this to me. She said, you know, because they were inducing and then they had to do a C-section. I was like, are you sure you need to do that? She's like, it's like a pressure cooker in there.
3: Your, yeah, your I mean, I think. baby needs to get a help. Yeah, and Yeah, and the only cure for the mom, because the baby is, well, high blood pressure is not great for the baby either. But really it's the mom who's at, at risk because you can end up with hypertension, stroke, and seizures. I mean, it's a big oh, deal. Geez. So I just mm-hmm. I listened to that and the little doctor in me went, oh, my God, that was pathetic. But, Anyway, mm-hmm. that's because my rant. Because there
4: are people who who preeclampsia comes on early in the pregnancy. That, those are the ones that are in the danger,
3: right? Well, no, no, not early. You would never see it like first trimester or something that early. No, it wouldn't be. Yeah, um, usually in the last trimester, it's, right? it's usually the, yeah, third trimester. But you're right. The, you're right. Yeah, the earlier it comes on, the more likely it is to be da- very severe. Yeah.
2: Uh, my ankles uh, were huge.
3: Yeah. Big, puffy feet. It's not good. Mm,
4: I really don't think I had. I don't think I actually had preeclampsia. I think my doctor just wanted to schedule uh, an induction so they're not, like, a- interrupted in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh, that's. Wow. That's, that's pathetic. Yeah. Really, Welcome I do. To because American I- OBs. Oh,
2: that's so Because
4: the, uh, the girls that took my blood pressure, like, I never saw the same girl for each doctor's appointment, I, they had they had a new girl every time, and I don't think they actually knew how to take blood pressures. My blood pressure was just like all over
1: the place.
0: <laughs> well, um, yeah, this this might not actually have been a doctor um, in this scene, um, because she <laughs> she could have been a Terminator actually, because uh, just a, a couple of years before, uh, Jeanette Goldstein, who plays the doctor played John Connor's foster mom who gets uh, turned into a Terminator (laughs) Uh or Terminator disguises herself as, do you remember this, the the scene where she's got her blade through her husband's throat and uh, she's on the phone going, Wolfie's fine, honey. Wolfie's yes. just fine.
3: Yes. Oh that's her that's the same I'd girl. Her oh my. Well no wonder she's trying to kill all the humans. <laughs> there you go.
0: And I don't know, I, I, I kinda geeked out looking up looking her, her name up. She's also um she was also Vasquez from Aliens. So she was like a tough Latino <gasps> yes. chick.
3: Oh yes, thank you. You did your homework, Robin. I'm I did so do crap. my homework
0: this time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um Claire shows up at the hospital, and uh, Mrs. Demas is not very secretive about how mad she is. Uh, it turns out that Gabe accidentally overdosed on speed and heroin, and when she... See? L- what? I told you he was going to do something stupid mm. like
2: try to kill himself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you did. You called it. hmm And, uh, yeah, Gabe kind of admits that it wasn't really an accident, uh, that he was trying, I don't know, he didn't didn't know when to stop or whatever, and... Uh,
2: she's the worst mom ever i mean first of all you know letting her child find a gun and then second of all she's getting mad at her other child for nearly dying doesn't matter if he did it to himself Mm -hmm. that's a cry for help you know you don't get pissed at the kid
0: oh gosh yeah well she's spending all this money
2: Hmm. Oh, well, too <laughs> bad, <laughs> huh?
0: So naturally, Gabe is very antagonistic with uh, uh, Claire and immediately wants her to leave when she starts asking about it.
3: And, and didn't you think Claire really handled that exceptionally well for her young years? Mm-hmm. S- seriously, I
0: do. I agree. But, yeah, because yeah. She's,
4: she's not letting Gabe shut her out. She's being persistent. And letting him know that she cares because he needs her
2: help.
3: But she also had the wisdom to know to walk away yep. at that point and give him yeah. the space. Yeah. I thought that was really quite mature for her.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. That'll come up again, I think, in the next episode. Mm-hmm. You haven't even seen it yet. Um. No, I haven't. But I just have a feeling.
3: Des, just, you know what, Robin... I heard a rumor that she cheats and she like she watches ahead.
2: What?
3: <gasps>
1: I've seen the whole series. Oh wait.
3: <laughs> <laughs> She's really a funeral director in
0: disguise. Oh my God.
2: <laughs> I'm, really I'm really not people don't spoil me. I'm really not.
0: <laughs> So in the next scene, Nate, David, and Jasmine Brecker uh, grab their name tags, and uh, Jasmine (laughs) is either a federal judge or a sex surrogate. She hasn't decided yet.
3: I love that sex surrogate. Oh, totally. That's Brenda. (laughs)
2: Definitely. Can I just say the funeral director's conference looks, wow, boring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, maybe I'm spoiled by going to, like, Comic-Con, comic-con which is an actual a huge awesome convention but this one just looked a little boring to me
3: there was no one in costume there's <laughs> yes. no poolside parties what's the yes. point
0: yeah.
2: yes they weren't giving away swag come
3: yeah. on
0: but does <laughs> does comic-con have these like uh pimped out jesus uh caskets or
2: the last supper casket, <laughs> supper casket. <laughs> <laughs> it does not But mm-hmm. maybe they should get that That would like really enhance the experience
0: If you had a vampire
3: outfit that would totally be your uh, You know your <laughs> accessory
0: <laughs> So um, who on here Is actually watching Twin Peaks With the Twin Peaks cast but... Nope but I am uh, So just So just Steph uh, Steph I, my mind was blown <laughs> uh, When I looked up Whose plays Matthew Gillardi Matthew Gellardi is played by yes! Gary Hirschberger, who played Mike on Twin Peaks. So uh yeah. Twin Peaks cast uh crossover.
2: <laughs> Mike, wait, was that the little chick's husband, the one
0: no. He's Bobby's friend.
2: Bobby's friend. Oh, okay. I know who that yeah. is, then. I
4: watched uh, the first season. Um uh, uh, shoot. Okay. Not Audrey who's the age?
0: Yeah, their Donna's boyfriend ex-boyfriend is Mike who yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah 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 so um yeah Matthew Gillardi is Mike a dick as a teenager a dick as a grown man um <laughs> <laughs> so he's he immediately tries psyching David out about his speech and uh Nate uh gives him a pack of matches and some money from some lighter fluid and you don't, don't mess I...
2: with Nate's brother yeah. don't mess with
0: nate's brother nope that was excellent you know i enjoyed the
3: look on jillardy's face after nate gave him those items Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. made him worry a little bit i think (laughs) (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. so uh nate david and uh jasmine are walking around vegas and uh they're looking through the sex ads all the all the different sex (laughs) ads that they have and uh so jim decides to pocket one and he retires early (laughs) I have some of those.
2: <laughs> G- Gabby brought me back some from the last time she went to Vegas. There. Did they have
3: lots of shirtless men in it?
2: I think they're mostly girls, but no, uh, I, okay. I stuck them in my purse when she gave them to me, and I forgot they were in there, and I just saw them the other day, but I was <laughs> I was somewhere where I couldn't take them out and look at them. So I haven't really
3: looked through <laughs> them yet. <laughs> See, and I didn't really believe that, uh, that our David was going to retire early. I thought he was totally going to go trolling. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, well. Well, he had a big day the next day with his beach and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I guess he, must, he might have considered it and then decided against it.
2: Uh, yeah look he's he's that type of guy who's like you know he's got something important to do the next day he's going to go to bed early he's the
3: sensible fisher yeah yeah
2: i mean he's very not sensible when it comes to sex lately but i think (laughs) that um his his over you know his like need to have things just right and do it the right way overrides mm. that
3: it's almost like yeah. David is having his adolescence sexually now
2: yes <laughs> he's going through a
4: phase
3: yeah he sure is <laughs>
0: yeah
4: because it, I get the feeling hearing from other homosexual men they uh they kind of can relate to this story that uh that this might be a lot of people go through yeah
2: Well, you know, he's, he's, yeah, he's kind of torn about himself and, you know, where he is and everything. So he's acting out, you know, I mean, straight people do that too. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) 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 Not like that though. I mean, not
1: like
0: that. So So, yeah, he might have not have called (laughs) an escort at this time, but I'm sure that little, uh, uh advertisement was glass of milk and towel uh material uh, <laughs> i'll just say that callback. uh so as brenda is talking to nate about getting a lap dance we all of a sudden see on the other side of the fountain they're standing at is oh. billy looking yes. very very oh. disturbed was
2: anyone shocked cuz I was
3: not. No, I was not shocked. Oh. I was not shocked either. I just I it was more a sense of well of course you're there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because mm. where else would you be but to follow your big sister or yes. your twin sister. definitely whatever. shocked. I'll just say that. Big sister, not twin, sorry, big. <laughs> See that twin thing. Well, I was sh- screwed up.
4: <laughs> I was uh I didn't think that he would be so creepy. I thought that they would run into each other or something. Mm. That's what I was expecting, but uh I didn't know that. He
2: is a, a like mega creeper. creeper. <laughs> He's a mega creeper. He is creepier yep. than creepy.
4: He is. He's okay. Creepy. Can we talk about? Can we talk about bipolar right now? Sure. 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 Okay. I've had experiences with people with bipolar, and I'm sure that there's different. There's different <laughs> oh, <man>. extremes. <laughs> no, there's different degrees of manic depressive.
3: Yes, but, there's different kinds. I mean, of
2: Is this, I mean, for real? I mean, I I don't think that's his only issue. I think um, the medication most of the time controls that, but he has got like a personality disorder Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, narcissism. Uh, issues no. abandonment issues yeah. um uh, uh, strange att- attachments to his sister he had, yeah, his yeah. upbringing has totally ruined him psychologically and so in addition to his bipolar he's got all these other issues that really affects him
3: that, that's, that's it, my take yeah i think you've hit the nail on the head he has this very pathological attachment to his sister and that's the part that shines through mm-hmm. and a yeah. lot of the time the rest of it i mean sure bipolars when they're see it's funny we don't we only see him semi manic that one time when he 's looking through pictures yeah, photographs I, with his sister. remember that yeah. um, we don 't see a lot of that we see more of this um this weird creepy attachment to brenda, and I think you 're right that is more about how they were raised than it is about the illness yeah I, yeah so I think he
2: is borderline psychopathic maybe um, mm. perhaps not you know not completely, but borderline you know he he he, he he does things that are just, you know, with no regard to. Yeah, because the
3: definition else. of a psychopath is someone who has absolutely no compassion, right? Right. And when you think about. Uh, well, think about when he was taking the pictures of the prostitutes, and, and even. And that creeped me out. I remember I, I was thinking the guy just has no. Um, no empathy. It's like it's, he objectifies people, and they're good to yes. use for him. And mm-hmm. So, yeah, but you're right. It's he, more than just bipolar. He
2: cares nothing yeah, about when, anybody but his sister. He cares nothing about how anyone else feels or how his actions… Yeah, because work. the way he treated Claire.
1: Right. Yeah.
3: It's funny. The way they present him. as I get thinking about this, bipolars are more likely to, in their depressive states, uh, they're much more likely to tend towards self-harm. And with Billy, there's always that undercurrent of creepy dangerousness. So that's one way in which I don't think it rings very true. Mm-hmm. Do you follow me? Like that's the part that I that, think is a bit. That's why surprised. I'm thinking
2: he has more than one issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, borderline personality disorder. Yes. Here, exactly. Borderline personality <laughs> disorder is a mental disorder characterized by disturbed and unstable interpersonal relationships and self-image, along with impulsive, reckless and sorry, uh, and often self-destructive behavior.
3: Yeah, borderlines are like our real favorite patients, let me tell you, she said sarcastically. <laughs> they are not easy people to take care of.
2: And it says, adults with borderline personalities often have a history of significant childhood trauma such as emotional, physical, intersexual abuse, and parental neglect or loss. Mm-hmm. Feelings of inadequacy and self-loathing that arise from these situations may be key in developing the borderline personality. Yep. So... Yeah, I think that's probably, I mean, I'm no psychiatrist or psychologist, Mm -hmm. but that sounds like Billy to me.
3: Yeah, he's more of that than he is a bipolar. I think you're quite right.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I think so.
3: He's kind of, in fact, he kind of does bipolars an injustice because (laughs) the way they paint him. (laughs) I agree. Yeah, because, like, my
4: experience with bipolar people is they're just a little annoying. (laughs) They're not like this adore.
3: They're not like, Yeah, they're not they're not super creepy dangerous types and when they're manic they're very yeah. interesting to be around. But um yeah, I agree. This is not a, a good representation of a bipolar. Yeah. Person. Mm-hmm. We'll go with yeah. we'll go with borderline personality. Let's do that. Yeah, Let's relabel it. him. Really yes. he's a borderline with the tiny <laughs> We're, hint of bipolar. Did they actually say he
0: was bipolar on the show. Him. Did hmm? they say he was bipolar on the show? Oh yeah. I, oh, okay. I
2: believe she did. Yeah. Okay.
0: yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay, well, <clears throat> moving on. Uh, Gabe finds uh, wakes up and finds Claire still there. It turns out she slept in her car, gave, gave him the space, and now he's back in the morning. And um, <clears throat> he asks if.
3: Packing an Egg McMuffin?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he asked if she told his mother, and she says she doesn't know whether she will or not. And uh, yeah, she gives him some fucking cold Egg McMuffins. <laughs> fucking cold. <laughs> Uh,
2: yeah, just like a man to not appreciate something you do for uh, him. Ah,
0: but he does stifle out a little thank you, so. He does. Yeah,
2: when he when he looks at her and sees that she's just kind of, you know, okay, well, I'm sorry I did this for you and then he's like, "Oh, yeah, thank you."
0: Mhm. So, uh we go to <laughs> we go quickly to the embalming room where Rico is looking at the the dead infant. He has a scalpel scalpel in his hand he just he just can't do it. Um then we go to the learning annex where uh the flower arrangement class is being taught by Des
2: <laughs> Um Yeah, it's that chick. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't do research but I was like, Oh it's that lady Mary
0: gross from Feds. Yes.
2: This is the yes,
4: lady this, Feds this this, this. This is the lady, yeah, that my husband thought Rachel Griffiths oh, was. Oh, it was you,
0: Steph. I'm so glad you're on this episode. Good. I thought it was Des. I'm sorry. Yes. No, but yeah, knew who
2: because she was. I was. I was
4: like Edward. This Brenda is like 30. Mary Gross is like 60 by now. You know, <laughs> this is not, not the same person. Mm.
0: But it's really, I I remember when you mentioned that, I was like, Mary Gross actually does pop up later on in the show. That's
2: (laughs) her name. I knew that.
0: So, uh, she she teaches them how to uh, smash stems so it gets more water (laughs) in, and Ruth seems to enjoy Mm -hmm. smashing the hell out of these stems.
3: Looks very cathartic, doesn't it? Uh, All those repressed women.
2: Yeah,
4: I was thinking, this is kind of silly that, uh, That Ruth is dealing with being being a control freak by learning to arrange flowers. But it kind of goes back to the baby and Sids because Ruth is learning to breathe and not be so
1: uptight.
2: Well, you know, flower arranging is creative. You have to, you know, you can't be a control freak and be creative. Um, agreed, agreed. It, doesn't, it doesn't go together that's that's the thing she has to learn how to stop being a control freak so she can she can just let go and just be creative
0: i'm sorry steph <coughs> were you trying to say that if the baby wasn't so much of a control freak he might not have died <laughs> i just want to know oh, what no. you're getting at there
4: no see it in breathing the baby stopped breathing and and Ruth has to learn to control her breathing to not be so uptight.
3: Breathing is health That is what she said.
4: That's how Ruth's story is connected to the baby. Yes. Okay.
3: It's all about breathing.
0: All right. That was I was like, "What?"
3: <laughs> I understood you, stuff. You're uptight, you uptight
2: baby. <laughs> Damn control freak babies. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so <you know>. anal. <laughs> so
0: um uh, rico surprises vanessa by being at home during his uh during the day and uh and then he gets on vanessa's case for not being in bed and she's really excited because her sister has a role in a nicholas cage movie where she gets raped and killed um and she actually has lines um <laughs> so rico confesses that he can't he can't work on this baby and uh, but the viewing is this afternoon and Vanessa encourages them, and she just says that some babies aren't meant for this world, but this this one is. And, you know, because she knows that Rico's really Can't... thinking about Vanessa and her pregnancy and whether or not, you know, she's, you know, doing too much. Go ahead.
3: No, I was going to say, can you embalm somebody that quickly? It made me wonder how this actually works. Well,
2: the baby's small. There's not as much, uh, you know... Parts to embalm, so maybe that's even but, Okay, but even
3: if he hadn't, wouldn't the baby still kind of look okay, you know?
2: Uh, I don't know, because the don't bodies really start decomposing fast once they're dead?
3: Well, yeah, they kind of do. Yeah. Having, and
2: it's usually a few days until, you know, a funeral, so.
3: Yeah,
0: and I went to oh, you don't want to hear this, I'll tell you Yeah, later. we really don't I, know the, I don't. the, the <sighs> timeline, I don't think. I don't know no. how soon it was, you know, that they got the baby. If it was a day well, or two, well, he had or... told
2: he, um, David had told him to hold the parents a timeline. I think he said, you know, like uh, three days or something
3: like that. You're right. By then, there Trust would be definitely there'd be an odor for sure. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, the next scene, Nate and David are at a seminar for horrific facial reconstructions, oh, <laughs> and we see our why? we see our old friend Chloe Yorkin. Up on the screen,
2: (laughs) I was so with Nate on this. Yeah, didn't need to see that. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, they realize that this is a picture from Gillardi. This is uh, this is a Kroner presentation. So, you know, they're showing how they were able to reconstruct this woman's face, but they don't actually credit Rico whatsoever, and they think that
3: we would have preferred a picture of the Sistine Chapel.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) uh so brenda's having fun uh hanging out with this this cowboy playing cards and he's like oh hey and uh she's like oh i have a boyfriend she's actually uh you know being a little honest about hey i'm actually connected to somebody
2: yeah well, that's a big step for brenda huge <laughs> and then
0: billy shows up of
2: course ah. he does
0: easy <clears throat> bastard and uh, he says, oh, it's just a coincidence. Uh, I was down here in Vegas, and wow. Uh, but Brenda calls him out on his lies and also tells him she knows about him trying to build a bomb and is mad that he let her on all this time about the, calling it a suicide attempt. And,
3: and I thought it was heart-wrenching when she says, you know, I yeah. gave up everything for you. Mm-hmm. And she did. She, she did. She really did.
2: You know, it really kind of makes me have more sympathy for Brenda. I really don't hate her. I I like her now, actually. Uh,
3: You know know, what? She's Uh, got some
2: issues, but she's not a bad person, Mm -hmm. really. You know, she's just trying to protect herself after all she's gone through, you know, playing with Nate. She she actually really cares about him now, and she's trying.
3: Yeah, and I think it makes us more appreciative of how burdened she has been by Billy and how she's been misled by her parents and by him and... You know, for such an intelligent, bright woman with so much of her own future ahead of her, how much she was robbed mm-hmm. of that. Yeah.
2: Oh, my God. It, That's horrible.
3: To it think is horrible. That
2: you gave up everything for someone, and it's just an- – and this is what you got. You
3: and know? that should have been her parents' role, right? Like, yes. That should not have ever been Brenda's burden. So I'm with you, Dez. I've gone from my initial Brenda loathing, <laughs> <laughs> which was palpable, to, uh, to now getting to where I'm feeling rather empathetic for her and watching, again, watching her grow. But watching her, st- even in that scene when she has to stand up to Billy and she calls him on to stuff, I was thinking to myself, man, this must be so hard for her.
2: Yeah, yeah really and you know she mm, i'll get into that later <laughs> okay get to
0: that part so uh brenda's been raised to brencon like brencon like i gotta call it that it's like the like uh she's now in the green um she's not quite <laughs> loved
3: <laughs> oh oh brencon brencon <laughs> Bren instead of defcon Con? Yeah.
0: i tried oh. i tried to do something there. Okay.
3: Oh, okay.
0: it's, it's, not, it's not as uh, uh, quick and funny as Scruff Watch, but, uh, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I like Brenda now. Okay. Yep. I do. Like. I like her. I don't love her. Don't love her. But I do like her. Yeah. Hmm. I, this would be a good
0: time to, like to, 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 to pause and just ask the both of you, or all three of you even, is there any characters on this show that you can say you honestly love? Mm,
2: Nate?
0: Nate.
2: (laughs) Especially when
0: he's shirtless. Not in a sexual way. Like like I love this character. I love when he's on I love Nate. Okay. I love
4: Nate. And I do like I like Claire a lot. Now I did not like the episode Crossroads. I Mm -hmm. hated that Mm -hmm. episode. But I really like
3: Claire. I was going to say, I really like Claire too. But I, she, love. Initially, she was probably the person I
0: didn't care about much at all at the beginning, and now I'm quite liking so her. So, this is interesting. So, Brenda is at like status, other characters yeah. are at really like status, and mm-hmm. only no. a couple of you admitted to loving Nate.
2: No. I, I, I don't love any of the characters, Aww. and I only like <laughs> I most of them. I really like Nate, okay. but I I don't love him. But I, I like David. I like Ruth. I like Claire. I like Brenda. All right. I, I'm torn on Billy. I go back and forth between liking him and hating mm-hmm.
3: him. No, I'm not torn on Billy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, see,
4: I was having problems with Ruth. Mm-hmm. Because I I just have problems with very uptight controlling people. I have I can't deal with that personality.
2: And, and you, you do a podcast like... with one. Hello. <laughs> yeah.
0: no. No. I was gonna reference this again, but Ruth. she already did it for herself.
2: Did it myself. Okay. Yes, I take care of myself there. Thanks.
0: <laughs> nice.
2: Yeah, but when in the
4: was it the last episode where Ruth went out to dinner with uh Nikolai? Nikolai. Oh. Uh, yeah, and she.
0: New person. Okay,
4: the uh, where the the scene where she gets yelled out by the girl and mm-hmm. the woman in the restroom, and then they end up having a really good conversation and working things out. Yep. I I really liked Ruth in that moment. Awesome.
2: I liked her before that when they were dancing and she just let herself go, <laughs> and that that was my favorite part there. But I like Ruth. I do. I see where she's coming from. I. You know, I, I get, I get her.
3: Yeah, I, I like her a lot. I like her a lot, and I like watching her sorting out her own feelings about her marriage and her kids and all of it.
2: Yeah, I, find I mean, her, especially I find this her... late in the game, you know,
3: this is mm-hmm. her whole
2: life, and now she's got to reevaluate everything.
3: Yeah, for a lady in her fifty, well, see, I she's just have a...
2: I just have a hard time believing that she cheated on her husband.
4: Yes, because yes. it was two years ago when she went camping with Hiram. Mm-hmm. Oh I time. don't oh i have any
3: like, trouble no I, trouble the people I do are all, people are amazing some of the most repressed in quotes people you know you would be amazed at the secrets they are keeping
2: Yes but she seems like the type of person who would look down on that so much and not actually do it do you know I think what I mean? it was yeah. born
3: I think it was born out of complete emotional separation from her husband and loneliness. Mm-hmm. Because I think she does have a good heart. And Yes, of course it was wrong. We know that, but it was coming from a place of loneliness. I think.
2: I just I feel like she's too co- she's too in control to to do that
3: to mm. me. It seems yeah. out of
2: character mm-hmm. to me. But
0: yeah,
3: I can That's, see why you'd say that. It's, it is an interesting side of her, isn't it?
0: Yeah. All right, I hate to cut this off, but we do have to get back to this episode, <laughs> and we have uh, – <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I must say that I really wanted to uh, do nice, a little special segment at the end of the season and see where we are you guys are with uh, all the characters at the end of the season. So maybe like the heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, we don't actually, say, I love, but I really like this person, but I, I love this person. I don't like this person. We don't have to do that, but you know, it'd be, it'd be good to see we guys are all at, at <laughs> the end of the season. <clears throat> so, uh, back to the, uh, confrontation between, uh, Billy and Brenda. Um, yes, we, that's where we were at when this all started. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> about half an hour yeah, ago no. <laughs> I was gonna say um, so uh, uh, Brenda wants him to leave her alone and she tries to storm off he grabs her arm but Nate shows up Ba-ba-ba-ba. and pushes Billy away and, on his white horse yes, and <laughs> tells him to fuck off and uh, Billy's like nice and he skulks away
5: mm-hmm.
0: and Billy Bill, Brenda just she can't believe that Billy actually followed them And Nate's, Nate's not surprised at all.
2: Yeah. I'm with Nate. Mm
0: -hmm. So, uh, we go back to another scene of Rico thinking about doing what he needs to do. And he's, (laughs) he's really holding back his tears. And, uh, then we go away from that. And, uh, Mary Gross from Feds uh, is telling Ruth to, uh, <laughs> that her, uh, her arrangements are too tight. She, she's not breathing right. She wants her to breathe from below, not from above. And, and then she starts saying, you know, are you a control freak? And then she tells her she can, she can kind of get over it by, by breathing. Um, then we go to... Uh, yeah, that doesn't work. No, it doesn't
1: work? No. <laughs>
0: no, it doesn't work. Um, we go to David's speech. And David kind of imagines everybody kind of, like, sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, what's really happening is Gillardi is in the front row with all his uh, all his Croner underlings, and he's...
2: His Croner oh, cronies. cronies. Kron- oh, yeah!
0: Right. Ah, fist
2: bump, Moira! <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, and David starts his speech off, and then, as all good speeches in TV and movies are like... They're always better when they toss the cards (laughs) and David does this here and he talks about how, you know, Kroner, he doesn't actually call Kroner by name, but he says that, you know, some businesses are all about profit. And he says that, you know, independent businesses, it's more about comforting people and and helping them through a time of profound loss. And um, at the end of the speech, Nate starts a standing ovation. Gillardi's boys exit and uh, Nate gives David a nice hug. So, uh, back to the flowers. Uh, I
2: love, wait, I love the fact that at the beginning of David's speech, um, Nate and Brenda are standing in the back of the room looking like, eh, well, we'll stay for a few (laughs) minutes, see how it goes. But by the end of it, they're sitting because they're into it. Totally. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, and this is, you know, it's almost better than the pack of matches and the money for the lighter fluid, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Ru- what I have Go. is,
4: uh, I'm sorry. What I have is that uh, David, okay, David's speech on challenging on challenges facing independent funeral homes puts the audience to sleep. But he throws the cards in the air and addresses the elephant in the room.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, that's exactly what he does.
0: <laughs> um, so Ruth's working on flowers at home, and uh, she she kind of calls Claire out on not coming home the night before, and. Then she asks if she's a control freak, and and Claire says, where do you think David got it from? But she admits that Ruth was actually worse before, you know, uh, their father passed away. And uh, Ruth, you know, starts asking about where she's been, and Claire says, uh, you know, with Gabe, and she says, really, Claire should steer clear of Gabe, because... I mean Claire kind of tells her about what happened that it was a drug overdose. It was an accident. And Ruth warns that it's not an accident. She doesn't want Claire getting too close to him. And then she th-
3: But don't you love don't you love the way that now at least Claire and Ruth are really
0: talking? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: And I think that's such an improvement over how things were at the beginning of the of the series.
0: Ruth finds herself getting a little worked up so she takes a moment to breathe and Claire looks on <laughs> puzzled. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, let me ask you this. Okay. Gabe, it wasn't a, he, he, he did mean to kill herself. He was yes. trying to kill herself. Yeah. Yes. But Claire is telling Ruth that it was not a, a well, suicide attempt. Because yeah. she's,
3: she's too scared to say that to her mom. She's afraid that she's going to hear.
2: Yeah. Her mom will probably say something like, uh, you know, you shouldn't hang around with him. Exactly. Or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but wouldn't but wouldn't it be better? Okay, I'm
4: just thinking. No. I would rather my child come and tell me that she is, uh, she is f- trying to help someone who is feeling suicidal than her coming to me and saying my boyfriend's on drugs and he overdosed. Yeah,
3: but when bye. you're a kid, but when bye. you're a kid, you're going to tell your mom enough like i'm thinking when i was young and my girlfriend left home and she stayed with us for a few weeks and i knew what was really going on with her and mm-hmm. that she was like 14 years old and sleeping with a guy who was 18 and stuff she shouldn't have been getting into and but i didn't tell my parents all of that because i wanted to give her safe haven and i didn't want them to know how bad it was because i was afraid they would judge it mm-hmm. well, so i think also, i think teenagers edit they edit you know to, in order to uh and whatever. also
2: somebody who somebody who tries it once uh more than likely, we'll try it again. And if they're unhappy enough, they will eventually succeed. And, you know, you don't want your child tangled up with that. Nope. Um, you know, it's. Of course, you know, you do want. I, I would want my child to actually help someone if they can. But there's really not a whole lot you can do to help someone like that. If they're in that frame of mind, there's really not a whole lot anybody else can do. But you know, if he succeeds in killing himself next time, that's going to be a lot of pain for Claire, and she's going to feel like it's her fault, and she's well, going to blame herself.
3: Well, I mean, he can get professional help, I and, mean, I, you know, a, teen, a 17, 18-year-old girl has not got the uh, the tools, really, right. necessarily, to help him. It's it's out of her league. Um mm-hmm. right. Of course, but, I, but I being can under- there and
2: being a friend for someone right. who needs you is a very good thing.
3: It's huge. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. huge because he has nobody else. His mother isn't there for him. No. Claire is his one little shining star, isn't she? Yes.
0: Yep. <laughs> so in the next scene, Brenda and Nate watch David mingling with the other funeral directors very proudly after the speech. and it,
2: Yeah, he becomes their hero. Yeah. Role. And that's, yeah, he's like the, um, the people's hero, you know, the little
0: guys, (laughs) it was adorable. So they want to take him out and get him a drink and me and Brenda are like, (laughs) go for it. Um, so at the wake, it looks like Rico finally got done with what he needed to do. And, uh, the young couple are very happy and they shake his hand and, uh, you know, they, they say they want a little time with the baby alone. And as, uh. Rico is closing the doors to give them some privacy. You can see how completely deeply affected he is by this whole experience. Rico. In fact, that, uh, that tiny moment as he's closing the doors is in the DVD menu. Um, (laughs) Mm. that's how good it was. Uh, (laughs) so, um, Brenda, thanks Nate for standing up to Billy. Wow. Do you ever think this was going to happen?
3: No. <laughs> no. No, that's definitely right. Not. That's a bit prof- profound. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, because
4: just a few episodes ago she was so protective of mm. Billy that mm. she wouldn't have accepted that.
3: She switched teams. Yeah. She's well, not- you know, makes-
2: she f- she found out about, you know, stuff she didn't know before about mm. Billy, so that colored her, uh, you know, thoughts on it. But
3: yeah, More it must profound be insight, I think.
2: Yeah, it must be really Really tough for Brenda to be in that position to choose between her brother who has been her world and, you know, this person that she really cares for and really wants to make things work with because she is torn in the middle.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Um. So they have a nice little montage of having fun in uh, the uh, French (laughs) section of Vegas. And, uh... That was Her so bizarre.
2: <laughs> it was very bizarre. Was it supposed to make us think, like, all of a sudden they hopped a jet to Paris or something? <laughs> I, don't, I don't... No, I think no, it's no. supposed to show
4: the, uh... the... F- artificialness of Las Vegas. <laughs> I <laughs> guess.
2: But it, it made me feel like, oh, look, they're in Paris. Wink, wink. You know? Yeah. Like, they were trying to make you think they really were. Well,
4: I think that's you know. how Las Vegas is. It's like... like it, so fake and false mm-hmm. that it tries to make you think you're somewhere else in a weird way I, w- I would never have any desire to go to Las Vegas I cannot wait to go I've never
3: been I totally want to go
2: we're we're going
0: if where? I had a bunch of Already. money then I'd probably go <laughs> but.
2: okay if you were <laughs> going I'll go too okay, we're going <laughs> to have a nonsense cast meet up in Vegas <gasps>
0: that would be just epic hey don't plug yeah, your podcast on so. mine it's not like but- you plugged Fisher <laughs> cast on that one Oh wait, what? you do. We
2: talk about Fisher all the
0: time. You turn. I said <laughs> that. We all Fisher
3: all the time for the previous two If You episode. want to hear more about
0: Fisher Tune into Nonsense Cast because. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Although uh, this week, you know, Dez is acting up a bit more. so... I. Uh... <laughs> So they uh, yeah. So they retreat to the, their bedroom for a little fun, and then we go over to the strip club where David is very drunk and acting like he's having the best time of his life in front of the stage. Uh, and he stage. might be. Yeah.
2: He might be having a good time because he's drunk. Yeah. He can appreciate a woman, you know? Yeah. There you go. Just because – doesn't want to have sex with her doesn't mean he can't appreciate her dancing ability. So, it,
0: so it's this part that I was talking about earlier, where like I was just like saying that I was very excited and.
2: Oh my god, that stripper stage. was hot until we saw her face. She was a butterface.
0: <laughs> you know what? I
3: completely agree with you. Yes. Yeah. When she was crawling away from the camera, I was busy looking at her behind, thinking, "Wow, there's no cellulite yeah. there at all. Yeah. it's really an amazing butt."
2: And then you get to see her face and you're like, ooh, yeah, life has not been good to her. Although it's funny, I have been
0: imdb being the guest stars and uh, she, I, I don't remember her name, but it, it, looking at her cat, her listing in the IMDb is like, stripper, masseuse, uh, hot girl. Fucker. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. Enough girl. Yeah um so he she's trying to give him a lap dance and she he's not she's not getting any sort of reaction from him and he
3: so wait, wait, wait so earlier robin yeah. in the podcast when you said you would be like david at the strip club i thought what you wouldn't be reacting oh, to. No, no, I, like yeah. i said wouldn't it wouldn't be during this <laughs> part
0: it would be during during the part where like he's like sitting there with his beer and drumming on the stage and having a great time that, that's
3: okay I was, I was getting a little worried <laughs> I
0: don't know
2: why he just didn't blame Whiskey Dick, you know? I mean, it's a Or, it. I mean, does who's she Whiskey want Dick? him to, Whiskey like, be Dick? aggressive with her? No, she wants him to have a heart on because she's hot, or she thinks she's yeah, hot. She's used to feeling a, mean, a little she,
0: prodding from below.
2: Yeah, the guy should be, you know, <laughs> antsy in the pantsy. No, Whiskey Dick, you never heard of that, Robin?
0: <laughs> I said... You drink I said, too much
2: and can't get it up?
0: I said, who's Whiskey Dick as a joke, but... Uh, oh. Anyway. Wah-wah. Wah-wah. <laughs> Know oh, whatever. Really well. So, uh, yeah. So David mentions offhand. He's like, Hey, I'm, I'm kind I'm gay, you know, as, as a secret. And she stands up and she starts walking off and she says that she can't really, you know, spend her time on a, a gay guy and totally outs her in front of, uh, I'm- Here's That's bunch. why you
2: never tell a stripper your secret. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: uh, so David's embarrassed and he walks off, and then he opens up the flyer in his jacket and he's like, Hello, Brad. Uh,
5: <laughs>
0: anyway, back to Ruth. All of a sudden it's daytime again, and uh, Ruth is uh, working at Flower Arrangement. <laughs> a uh, little time continuity issue in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um. So she – she's yes, I think she's the flower shop at this point. No, no, no. She's at her flower class. Excuse me. And she's like – she's not satisfied at all with it. So she starts taking some deep breaths and then she just goes to town and she's pulling flowers <laughs> left and right, left and right. And uh, her class is looking on and it's, it's this huge moment. And uh, uh, Mary Gross from Feds is even impressed. <laughs>
2: the the moral is that you just throw shit in without any kind of thought and it'll be awesome that's what just make sure you breathe
0: yes so in the next scene jim's waiting outside for brad with his beer he's he's pretty drunk and uh uh cab pulls up and this dude gets out of the car, and and I don't know if you guys had the same feeling, but he looked like Nate to me. He looked like Nate with an Elvis haircut. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, I didn't, I, didn't no that. I didn't think he that had
0: either. the sideburns. I mean, I know he he's he supposed to look like Elvis, but he looked he was he was fair-haired, so he looked like Nate with with the Elvis do to me. I don't. I know. think
2: that was just you. I don't That's know. That was creepy. <laughs> Yeah, I, think I don't see it at David all. David was a
0: little taken back because he didn't look like the Brad from the ad. But no. but also I thought maybe he might have been taken aback because he looked kind of like Nate. <laughs> mm. Maybe it's just oh, me.
2: No. I think it's just you.
0: It's just you. So,
2: <laughs> you you've been obsessing about Nate yes. apparently oh, yes. lately. Yes,
0: Scrub watch. <laughs> um, so he wants uh, 200 bucks, but he's going to settle for 80
2: uh, oh my god, what a crack whore! <laughs> whatever,
0: whatever. So uh Jim's trying to figure out where to where to give him the sex and uh brings me to a parking garage.
2: <laughs> oh my god, that was great.
0: So uh yeah
2: <laughs> on the hood of the car in the parking garage. I was I was definitely digging that scene, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh Steph, what'd you think? Uh, the acting in this scene. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was
3: uncomfortable for me. (laughs) I want to know if the car hood was dented. Uh,
0: (laughs) So, uh, yeah, the blue (laughs) lights show up, and uh, next scene, David's getting arrested and fingerprinted, and
2: uh,
0: Uh uh, he gets... I
2: mean, really? Really? (laughs) Yes, it's a prostitute, Mm -hmm. and you're in a parking garage. You know what I mean? Mm. Really, you couldn't have gone somewhere a little more private
0: less copy i don't understand why he's bringing an escort to his his actual house in the beginning of the episode but he can't bring brad to a hotel room
3: no 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 that wasn't I an escort that was the guy he met, met guy he met online in the chat oh, i yeah.
0: thought it was, was like a, a no. escort online escort
3: no no Just no, a dude no, he
0: no. Met. no okay well whatever yeah. a stranger
3: yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, to his home
2: yeah. where
0: his
3: mom could see.
2: Yeah, but right. the stranger was probably a little less skeevy than Brad with his eighty dollars instead of two hundred. <laughs> yeah, Brad was skeevy.
0: So uh,
3: and and he was going bareback.
0: That, Brad was skeevy right. as hell. I know.
3: I, mean, I would have double bagged it. Ugh. Like we know, we know you have condoms there, David. Yeah. Why did you not pack them?
0: So yeah, the, he gets one phone call, and the next morning Keith shows up, and. Um, yeah, he finds out that David didn't use a condom, and um, but Keith had the charges dropped and his record cleaned because he had a friend there. And then Keith says he loves him, but he won't do it for him again and tells him to get some help and says goodbye.
3: Tough love. Yeah. Tough love. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: The next scene, we have a quick shot of Vanessa waking up with pains, Rico rushing her out of the house. Um and then we go back to um David coming out of the hotel looking like complete shit. Uh, <laughs> he's crawling into the car saying, Let's get the hell out of here, and Nate and Bender are like, Oh, someone had fun last night. Ah. <laughs> uh, and we go back we go to the flower shop where Nikolai is very impressed by Ruth's arrangements, and she shows him his her degree. Robbie is jealous and he makes a crack about how the learning acts, annex is really hard to get into. <laughs> <laughs> Nikolai sends him away to take care of a customer today. Roost does all the arrangements. <laughs> Robbie protests huh. uh, about it, and uh, Nikolai says, "Does anybody have the quote?" <laughs> no. No. I don't even have remember. Have you got the promo from flower class? <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> Oh, go for it, Nicole. Robbie's like,
0: well, I've been professionally arranging for 20 years. Today, Ruth does all the arrangements. <laughs> uh huh. So, Ruth is very, very, very happy with herself. Um, Claire visits Gabe, crawls into his hospital bed, tells him she loves him, and he says, uh, Really? Oh, he does. Really?
2: Yeah, he said it back because, of course, he loves her. She's saving mm-hmm.
1: him. Okay.
0: And, but, uh,
2: you know. She's a
0: teenage girl. Teenage girl, huge emotions, She's huge hormones, him. and uh, yeah, we're we're. I don't know. I I I I would expect as a teenager, if I if I had a there was of course, I'm a guy. I'm always afflicted with damsel in distress syndrome. Syndrome, so you know, it might be different for me. But I think I think if I was in, still in the same situation and. Um, I had a, uh, a friend who liked his toes sucked and, uh, was into drugs and, uh, uh, accidentally almost killed himself. I'd, I'd tell him I loved, I'm, well, if it was a girl. All right, moving on. So, um... uh, uh-huh. okay. <laughs> Deathly silence from the theater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dead air. We've got dead, dead, dead air. Dead Quick, dead dead let's move on. Talking, <laughs> talking, talking. <laughs> so Nate and Brenda are back home and they're looking over their pictures oh. and they Isn't
4: this cute? This is back when people got film developed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Remember those days?
2: Don't so we?
0: antique. Mm. Yeah. So she they they find a picture of Nate Nate naked, and he's like, Oh, you got took a picture of me naked. But then they find pictures of them sleeping.
3: <laughs> Billy's a mega creeper. And my creepometer meter just went wild.
0: Brenda is very very worried now uh and for the last scene of the episode we finally hear vanessa gets a c-section it's a boy and uh Mm -hmm. we have a little scare with the heart rate dropping the baby's not breathing um then all of a sudden we hear cries and welcome everybody augusto is here uh
2: the world's biggest
0: newborn
3: (laughs) (laughs) i know wasn't he massive that kid was two months old I
2: understand that you really can't have a newborn in, you know, to film with. It's they're just too brand new, but it always drives me crazy
0: when mm-hmm. the baby's
3: obviously
2: much older. I'm sorry. Are
0: we are we mm-hmm. amateur TV watchers here? Isn't it always the case? <laughs> mhm.
3: <laughs> Hey, on, on uh, Grey's Anatomy, they make those automaton babies <laughs> I hate oh, wow. those! Oh my god! I hate those evil, evil nests! Aren't they
2: baby. awful? They're
3: they just, freak me out They so are. They're bad. awful. They, when they do the premature babies right, they're, oh, oh, they're awful. God.
2: It makes me just want to throw up.
3: No, they're creepy, creepy. <laughs> super creepy. Yes.
2: But Rico was so cute when
4: the doctor said the baby was okay. He was like, swear on a stack <laughs> of Bibles? Oh,
3: that's that so adorable. That was adorable. adorable. Yeah. And you know what? That's pretty true to life. That's That's really how they get. I thought that really (laughs) was cute from my point of view.
0: (laughs) So in the final moments of uh, this episode, Rico and Vanessa rejoice with their new baby in their arms and Robin is a mess. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Of
2: course he is. He's the biggest
0: girl on the (laughs) podcast. He is. All right. Let's get on with it. Moving on to your Fisher of the Week. So let's start with our guest here. Steph, what do you think? Who is your Fisher of the week.
4: My Fisher of the week, can I say Rico? No.
0: (laughs) No, you may not. You
4: You
3: may
0: not say Rico. He's not a Fisher. You may not. He is is not. Not not a Fisher. Fisher. Not a Fisher. Let's follow rules. Do you have diploma from flower class?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. uh, Okay. I want to say David because of his awesome speech. Mm -hmm. Because he's a dirty slut. Address it, Girardi, uh, uh Girardi, G- uh,
0: Gilart- Croner, Gilardi.
4: you know, in the speech, but I'm going to say Claire because she was selfless and she was, she wanted to help Gabe so much mm-hmm. that she didn't let him shut her out. And mm-hmm. I say Claire.
0: Excellent. Desiree.
2: Um, let me, where we go? <laughs> Are you
3: still mulling it over, Des? I
2: still am mulling it over, yes.
3: I was a little torn as well, just like Steph. I was trying to decide between my two redheads, actually, because I liked the way Ruth um, was learning how to breathe. That was a growing moment for her. But I ended up going with Claire for pretty much the same reasons as Stephanie. I thought she has such a good heart and she sticks with Gabe when he has nobody else there. And even if I think it's going to end up potentially being misguided and even tragic – um i i admired it so claire excellent
0: mm-hmm. does
2: this is tough because i mean everybody did some good stuff but they also did some bad stuff so it's really hard to pick so i'm just gonna arbitrarily choose nate and say because he had a
0: shirt off <laughs> 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 not that hard to please, Ardez. Uh <laughs> no. Nope. I'm a simple girl. Simple girl. She's easy. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I am gonna say Ruth, not because she took her shirt off this week, but uh,
3: <laughs> because she you would love that. <laughs> <laughs> because you couldn't kick the stripper, that's why. <laughs> yes, that's right.
0: She's a stripper, a Fisher? Uh, no. Um, uh, yeah, because uh, you know she learned. She, I loved. I love her little. You know she's getting ready to talk to David about, um, you know, his secret. But in in the meantime, you know she's getting more in touch with herself. I love seeing Ruth like just starting to get more and more, you know, just coming out of that shell that she's that 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 giant wall she's built up around herself. Uh, you know, her entire marriage or whatever. Um, so I love seeing Ruth breathing. I'm glad she got diploma from flower class and, uh, I think she made some great (laughs) progress. So my Fisher is Ruth. Okay. We have feedback from
3: Claire that is really about a previous episode. It's about life's too short, but we didn't get to it in time. So I'm going to read it now. Mm -hmm. It says, hi guys, here's some bullety point feedback for life's too short. Whoa, what an opener. I have seen this episode five or six times now, and it is still incredibly hard to watch. The sense of dread that grows leading up to the gunshot is almost unbearable. Brenda's memorable line later about there being no name for a parent that has a lost child is perfect and completely cuts through the competitive bullshit that Nate and Billy are spouting. I am not that big of a fan of Eric Balfour in general, but I think he really does a great job in this episode. I just wish he would shave off that chin fuzz. Oh, I, <laughs> I agree. Still... I think it
4: makes his chin look longer than it actually is. And it doesn't he
3: need does... to any longer, does it? Right.
4: Correct.
0: <laughs> it looks like a goat.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I see that he has carried it over to his part in Haven. That's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. No? Yes.
2: I know what she's talking
0: about. I've heard of what she's talking
3: about. (laughs) Speaking of which, unlike Nate, I bet Des wouldn't say no to a Billy back rub. Nate was rocking the scruff this week, but what was going on with his hair? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, did we talk about that on that show? It was all fluffy and too big, wasn't it? It was like big hair. It was eighties hair. Oh, I didn't leave any feedback for the last episode, so let me say it now. Square dancing Kurt is so cute. I love the scenes with him and David in the club. It's refreshing to see David and then later Ruth let go and enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. Ruth, uh, Ruth's drug trip in the woods had a very Alice in Wonderland feel. It's one of my favorite scenes from this series. And we get Nathaniel Sr. Sorry, Hiram and Nikolai, you just can't compete with the awesome that is Nathaniel. Totally. Am I right, Robin? Totally. Am I right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Rules. <laughs> what are your thoughts on how Claire and Gabe's relationship might progress now do you think Parker was right when she advised Claire to stay away from him great episode overall despite being hard to watch at some points I give it 7 pocket watch carrying bears out of 10 well, thank <laughs> you.
2: Can, can I say about her whole Eric Balfour thing and I'm pretty sure Steph will agree with me here um, I'm not a huge fan of his at all but he is really awesome on Haven yeah he is,
4: okay. he is.
2: Um, he's growing on me he, I really like his character on Haven, and even though he's not the world's most attractive man, in fact, he's not even close, um, he's not that bad-looking on Haven. He's, yeah. And that know?
0: show is influenced yeah. by, like, Stephen King stuff, right?
2: It's based yes. on the Stephen King story, The Colorado Kid. Okay, that
0: so that's what okay. makes me want to watch it. It's
2: really, really
0: good. Oh, wow.
2: Right, Steph?
4: Yeah, I really like Emily Rose. I really like yes. Audrey Parker.
1: Okay. Yes.
0: Yes. Sold. Um, So that's it for listener eulogies. Let's move on to Last Rites. So let's start with our guest today. What is your rating scale and uh, your final observations of the episode?
4: (laughs) Well, okay. You know, after seeing the six-year-old child in the, you know, the death Mm. and then the baby in this episode, I'm, I'm wondering what I'm afraid they're going to try to top it. You know, it makes me me dread seeing what's coming next. It's just really, really hard to watch. And this was... I
0: don't think they're going to do that, though. Uh, Okay, good.
4: I like it when it's funny. When it's funny, tragic. The
0: funny death is great to do Darwin Awards, too, especially. Like the swimming pool death and
3: stuff like that. Those are okay. These ones just give me cringe. Because
0: he was an ass, and you didn't mind seeing him die.
3: Right on. Yeah. (laughs)
4: But, um, this was, oh, it was a very emotional, very, it was really hard to watch this episode. Mm -hmm. But, um, and the, the negatives, I wasn't crazy about Ruth's story, but it ended up working into the theme of the episode, like I said, uh, I would give it a nine out of 10, 15-pound newborn babies.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Des, you have to go next. It's time. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, it wasn't my favorite episode. I also didn't care that much for Ruth's storyline, you know. Um, and um, the Vegas convention was boring, although the strip club was fun, and so was the sex on the hood of the car <laughs> in the parking garage. But, yeah, I just – overall, I don't know. Oh, and the, the Claire-Gabe thing, I don't know. It's just not my favorite either. So uh, I'm going to give it uh 6 out of 10 hot shirtless Nates.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> there's a there's a theme today.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there sure is. <sighs> okay, my turn. Yeah. Um, I – this was not my favorite episode. It had good bits to it. I liked watching Claire open her heart. I didn't so much like watching um, David make foolish mistakes <laughs> and practice safe un- or unsafe sex with, uh, you know, creeply sort of hooker guys. Um, blah. Anyway. Blah. But, sorry? What? That was blah. blah. <laughs> yeah, it was blah. Um, blah. Anyway, so I am going to give it 7 out of 10 Flying cue cards.
0: <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah, I, I I, didn't think this was, like, one of my favorites at all. Um, oh, gosh. What a horrible, horrible opening death. Terribly timed, especially. Uh, and, I don't know, the each of the characters really, I mean... Nate really is serving as an extension of uh, what Brenda's going through. Um, you know, David's getting making some bad choices. Claire is making some questionable choices, um, even though she's doing it with an open heart. Um, but uh, I, I did like Ruth's storyline, so uh, so I'm gonna give it like maybe like a six out of ten um, Terminator Doctors.
1: <laughs>
0: so uh, that's it for our last rites. Let's bury this bitch. Hell to the yeah! <laughs> okay. I love that. Visit line.
2: us at fishercast.blogspot.com. Leave a voicemail at one five four one two embalm. That's five four one two three six two two five six. Visit us
0: on Facebook.
3: Or you can email us at fishercast1 at gmail.com because we would love to hear what you think about this show.
0: Excellent. And Steph. Especially Moira. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, what?
2: about oh, the I was
0: about to talk to you, but, you know, it does. But I had to interrupt as usual. I was mouthing off in this episode. I'm telling you.
3: Because you're misbehaving, Desiree. Misbehaving. You are misbehaving. I'm a mouthy bitch. Just the whole around. time. You have no idea what we've had to edit out, you guys. Oh, it's been horrible. Gosh,
0: when I said, let's <laughs> bury this bitch, I meant Dez. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh,
2: my God. That's the shit I'm going to miss on Media
1: Junkie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you still got it here, I suppose. Um, <laughs> so, so, Steph, where can we find you on the web?
1: Oh,
4: let's see. Uh, potential cast. Mm-hmm dot com is my Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. And uh what's on with Stefan Daz. What's on with Stephandaz.blogspot dot com, my Woohoo. television podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and by the time this comes out there might be something else uh in, in Oh in yes. Future.
4: Redemption cast if you Woo. are an angel series fan, if you want to rewatch with us. Look for Redemption Cast coming soon.
3: When is soon? When is soon?
0: Uh, I, I need, the, need to
3: know when to buy my DVDs. A few more weeks, right? well, this pod, two weeks, this
0: podcast is going to be released about two weeks from now. So, uh, so now. So it's right, right now. around this time, maybe. Oh, yeah, Maybe right, a week right later. Now.
3: I got to get on that yeah. purchase. Because
4: oh. Kim is going to Italy to a wedding for two weeks. Oh. So we're not recording again. We need to do our mm-hmm. uh season three wrap up show and then we yeah. will start uh Buffy season four and angel season one.
0: Woo. Woohoo mm-hmm. Okay, so and, and uh Des, where can we find you?
2: Um well right at the moment you can find me laying on my couch. Nice. Um you can also find me on What's On with Steph and Des. What's stuff? Woo <laughs> Okay. Apparently, not as enthusiastic. Woohoo! Yes. Yes.
3: Yes. yes. <laughs> Just switch the editing, Robin, so that that co- my woohoo comes right after she says it. Okay. Thank no. you. <laughs> oh. Um,
2: you can also you can also find me on Nonsense Cast, um, and maybe soon you'll be able to find me somewhere else. Um, but I'm
0: not gonna talk about it
2: until it's done. <laughs>
0: interesting uh well uh you can find me here and you can probably find me on redemption cast soon i'm very excited about that and uh my twitter handle is l robinero and uh moira's twitter handle is at moira brown with an e and you can find her getting whipped by jim in his s&m dungeon <laughs> that's where i
3: found her <laughs> I, thought I thought you were gonna say you could find me pole dancing with the strippers No, you are getting. That's
2: what she does after the getting whipped part. Yeah, that's my
0: exercise. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it for Fisher Cast this week. Next week, your homework is a private life. And as for uh, this episode, we therefore commit it to the ground, ashes to ashes. (laughs) Dust Dust. to dust. Dust. I'm gonna change it if you guys aren't with me.
3: You forgot the name of the episode. That's so
0: funny.
3: It was called the trip, Robin. For
0: the trip, yeah. I feel like I just took one.
3: Sorry (laughs) for the long pockets, everybody.
1: (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.